Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola, Thursdays at 8.40. Mm-hmm. We're about two and a half minutes shy of 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. The day has arrived. For how long well, now almost. have we been complaining about the end user who disposes of their plastic single-use item or whatever, their plastic items, and uh, the manufacturer never been held to account? Or has that now changed? It is about to change, Darren Moore. Manufacturers will be forced to take responsibility for recovering their products mm-hmm. their product packaging and getting it recycled. They will have to start programs, set up collection points, do audits, um, and all sorts of things, meet all sorts of targets. Um, according to amendments signed by Minister Barbara Creasy uh, just last week, amendments to the National Environmental Management's Waste Act. And the reason is um, obvious. Um, we are generating far too much waste mm. and we are recycling far too little of it. Only about 10% of all the waste generated that can be recycled is currently being recycled. So as a result, we're running out of landfill space. A lot of that rubbish, as we call it, um, should is that not actually rubbish. It should have been diverted to landfill mm. instead. So there's no more time to waste. Excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> what governments want to happen, what government wants to happen is to get producers and we consumers to shift from a throwaway mindset to working towards a circular economy. So yeah. it's produced, we use it, and instead of discarding, we either reuse it or recycle it. So we're not just sending this, these mountains of of, of stuff stuff which could be recycled to just languish in a landfill and we have no more space for that anyway so the amendments and there were a couple of notices apply to quite a lot of products i don't want to get into too much detail but basically cardboard packaging Mm -hmm. i immediately thought of take a lot et al which i mean has just gone up radically since uh, we had to embrace online shopping during lockdown all forms of plastic packaging from polystyrene takeaway burger containers to cool drink bottles that's made from pet fruit and vegetable punnets glass jars and bottles office paper and newspapers and magazines uh, Takeaway cutlery, that plastic stuff, electro- mm. certain electronic goods, light bulbs. And I was interested to see that biogra- so called biodegradable and compostable packaging is included in this too because, you know, how long does it take to biodegrade? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what, is, what happens to it in the meantime? That's a bit of a, in many cases, a bit of a greenwashing thing. We yeah. should rather just be reusing or recycling. The government's not wasting time. Producers and importers of these products are required to register with the Department of Forestry fisheries and environment before April 2021 that's less than six months ago away and set up their recycling and collection schemes Um, some people are saying um, on behalf of the producers that that's far too soon but there it is Um, I have a feeling that will be extended a bit but they all need to apply their minds very sharply now Um, they can work with waste management companies as well as informal waste collectors so it could be boom time for them and I I, I regard them as our unsung heroes because they're doing the job that we should be doing. They're taking what we throw away and saying there's value in this actually let's recycle it. Um, 
Okay, so um, there are very strict new targets. Producers of light bulbs, for example, must introduce a scheme that's able to collect half of all the used uh, bulbs from consumers. And after mm-hmm. five years, that has to be 70%. I just think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, they're going to be, the producers and manufacturers are, will no doubt be collaborating with the so-called PROs, the Producer Responsibility Organizations. So the organizations that oversee um, the collection of cans, glass, PET, etc for mm. recycling so this can only be a massive boon for all recycling efforts some of these um, uh, manufacturers have been a bit resistant or even obstructive in the past so yeah. for example you know oils we get sunflower oils etc in the, in the in the plastic bottles that is PET mm. but it can't be recycled because of that oil residue and what to do with that oil residue and there hasn't been enough um, attention applied to yeah. getting around that problem so all those ones just um, go to landfill um, so what about what does all this have to do with us as yes. consumers? Um, the, the amendments don't put any obligation on, on consumers to return or cycle the products. They, the producers are obliged to ensure that they have the schemes in place to encourage the return of, of, of products yeah. that we've used. And incentivize. So you can expect to see recycle points at shops a lot more than we have now. For everything from um, solar lights to newspapers, magazines, bottles, uh, plastic and paper packaging, Fantastic. all that sort of thing. But you know, Darren, there's a downside always, and that is we consumers will. This is going to cost the manufacturers, and they will um, most likely, inevitably, pass that on to us in the form of higher prices. But overall, a very good thing. I spoke to Chandra Wadwani, who is joint MD at Extrapet, Africa's leading PET recycler. Um, and he said, he's, he's rejoicing. He said, from a recycler's perspective, this is very welcome and long overdue. It's not perfect, these amendments, he said, but, you know, m- much needed because of the challenges of climate change. Um, about the time frames being too tight or too impractical, impractical, he said there is provision in the legislation for mm-hmm. the PROs to approach the department uh, for a, a review if they are concerned that it's just too tight. Yeah. He says, what is to be applauded is the premise of the legislation which calls upon the producer of the product to take yes. responsibility for their product's end of life. This is the only hope we have of rectifying our solid waste crisis. Yeah. This is a real game changer and and absolutely so i remember not too long ago a few years ago walking along the beach in durban after one of our many um rains uh, uh, storms yeah and washes everything down the amgeni onto those beaches and it's just a horrific sight and so much of it was yeah. polystyrene containers from you know takeaway burgers etc mm. i remember talking to the to the ceo of a, of a, a national fast food chain and i sort of I, I knew him quite well and i sort of said you know this is ridiculous you guys need to take some responsibility for this and he was outraged absolutely not that's not our responsibility yeah. he said consumers must learn not to litter and I'm, I, I thought of him when I read these amendments how wonderful now the government saying actually no you produce it you put it out there now you make recycling reusing uh, happen love it Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Before we get into this one, Wendy, from our last bit about uh, new legislation making manufacturers responsible for all the plastic, blah, blah, blah. That's the first time I'd ever heard greenwashing. I was today years old. Thank you for that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a a thing. It happens in all sorts of ways. I see it 
When I judge the gold pack packaging award things every year, yeah. we look at all sorts of packaging from you know, alcohol to cosmetics to food, and they'll often say um, in their motivations, fully recyclable, whatever. Yeah. And we'll have a, a colleague who's in plastic recycling saying, they can't recycle that. They put the prints directly on the pack <laughs> or whatever. And yeah. um, we make a few checks and no, it's not fully recycled. That's that's a classic, uh, most common form of, of greenwashing. Also composting as well. Greenwashing. So you're trying to get some environmental um, naughty points, but mm. um, but, but you're whitewashing the truth as far stand, as green. It doesn't. Stuff. Yes, it, that doesn't stand up to scrutiny. So All right. yeah. So right now, ATMs withdrawals too risky, too expensive. What's the deal? Well, um, th- we all know there's been a dramatic swing towards digital banking, digital everything, especially mm. this year. But South Africa is, in reality, a very long way still from a cashless society. More than half of the population still transacts in cash daily, which is why we see queues at ATMs all over. Mm. Um, and that means that, it's, first of all, they're putting themselves in danger because ATMs are, are a target for fraudsters and mm. um, for card swapping. And also, the cost of it, well, they're standing in the queue for all that time, and then the cost of, of moving your cash around. A Capitec customer has charged 8 rand per, per 1,000 rand to withdraw cash from one of the bank's ATMs, 9 rand per 1,000 rand if they choose, if they can't, if they're not near one and they go to another bank's ATM. Mm. But if they go to a pick and pay, a shop right, or a checkers, or a boxer, and there's only one in the same mall or whatever, in the same area as the Capitec ATM, right? They'll pay a flat 1 rand 20 with the added bonus of security. Yeah. So it's a huge, huge difference if you add it So a lot of people don't but know that, that when you go, you buy your groceries well, and then you, yeah. you ask for cash back and that, that transaction yes, happens in, cash back. in the shops. In, in the shop, I mean, I must admit I've been annoyed sometime when I'm in a hurry and the person in front of me does that. But, you know, it's it's a, it's, it's a really good it's um, safer and cheaper. consumer. It's safe. Thank you. you. You're getting there faster than me today, Darren. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I was interested this week to learn from the Ombudsman for Banking Services. Now, that's where you go if you have a, comp- a dispute with your bank and they won't refund you or they won't sort you out. Then mm. you go to the Ombud free service, right? So their complaint stats revealed that um, Capitec customers uh, have been complaining in higher volumes than any other bank to the Ombud about being victims of card swapping at ATMs. So they're being shoulder surfed. Person sees... Um, they, first of all, distracts them. They've already seen the pin, takes the card, and then later takes all their money. Mm. So 112 Capitec clients have lodged complaints with the Ombud so far this year after becoming victims of card swapping and then having their money withdrawn. And when they complained to the to the bank, they didn't get their money back, and so they went to the Ombud. 73 Senate Bank clients in comparison, 87 FNB, 19 uh, bank, net bank clients, and almost negligible um, on APSIS front. So I, I wanted to know, I spoke to one of the one of the guys at the Ombud's office, and I said, why are so many Capitec clients, Capitec clients still spending so long in ATM queues mm. to pay more more money to get their money, their hands on their own cash, and to put themselves at risk of ATM fraud when they could be doing it in the shop. And he said, maybe it's because they've got a lot of young customers and they, younger customers prefer to do things digitally, do it yourself, digital, rather than to engage actually with a supermarket cashier. Mm. He says they're far more comfortable with screens than with humans. And I thought, wow, oh. I wouldn't rule that out as a possibility, not just with that bank, but with younger millennials and younger. I, 
I see it in my own early 20-something kids. Mm. They are far more likely and comfortable doing things um, remotely or their screens than actually having to engage with some kind of service provision. And I thought, wow, there's a topic for another show to flesh yeah. out someday. But I okay. leave it there. Please, if you're going to ATMs, just realize that you can save yourself a lot of money. You can even, if you're depositing cash, Pick and Pay's got this new thing going I've spoken about. Not all banks, but a lot of banks. You can deposit um, up to 5,000 Rand for just under 20 Rand, no matter what the amount is. Where is it? And it's safer and so much more expensive to deposit cash um, at an ATM. So it's African Bank, Bidvest, Discovery, FNB, Nedbank, and Old Mutuals so far. But just check because all those little ATM fees add up yeah. quite a lot if you're not on a particular package every month. Well, thank you again, Wendy Nola. The podcast for this ATM uh, uh, warning and, of course, greenwashing and how manufacturers are taking responsibility up on our website, ecr.co.za. That podcast will be available straight off the show. Darren, Carrie and Sky.